afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Glean Podcast, fastest hour of the week. And I don't know about you, but I am excited tonight to dive into the Word of God and bring out some truths in His Word that I believe, when applied to our lives, will help us overcome every obstacle that we face in life. You know, the Bible was not written just for historical purposes or to to, to prove some point from way back when. It, it, I like what one guy said, the Bible stands for B-I-B-L-E as the basic instructions before leaving earth. Right. This book contains knowledge and wisdom to help you and me overcome in this world and be blessed, walk in blessings, walk in favor, walk in divine health. Every aspect of our life, God has pinned down examples and steps to take so that when we apply them to our life, we're successful and blessed in every area of our life. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we struggle with, I know, uh, I mean, I, I don't know of anybody that doesn't struggle with this. If you're alive and, and you're a Christian and you're believing God for something, um, is doubts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know sometimes people will say, well, and this is probably some of you, and if and if that's been you, if you're watching online, give me a thumbs up to let me know that you. I'm not the only one, but, you know, I, I've maybe been praying or believing for something, and, and I thought, well, I know God did it for so-and-so, but will he do it for me? Mm-hmm. And we get bombarded with doubts. <clears throat> and I know the Bible talks about, Jesus was talking about when the seed is sown immediately, mm-hmm. not down the road, not if this happens or that happens, says immediately the devourer comes to take that seed, to snatch that seed. So, one way is when you're struggling with those things, when that doubt's coming in, you need to recognize to yourself, I believe, that that is a sign that God's going to do what he said he was going to do and the enemy is trying to stop it. But what we want to talk about tonight is how to doubt your doubts. If you're going to doubt anything, don't doubt the word of God because it's true. Mm-hmm. You can be uh, wrong all day long, but the word of God never changes. Mm-hmm. It is always right. God is always right. He's not a man that he could lie. So what God says is truth. So what we want to discuss tonight is doubt and how to overcome doubt so that that you can stand upon God's word and you'll see tonight that there's two different variations of doubt. There's, there's head doubt, mm-hmm. what's in your mind. And then there's heart doubt, mm-hmm. what's in your spirit. So we're going to jump into this. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to take our main text tonight out of Mark chapter 11. And we're going to start reading at verse 12 and we're going to read 12 and 14 And then we're going to jump down to about 20, and we're going to read 20 through 24. But starting Mark 11, chapter chapter 11, verse 12, it says, Now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, or from Bethany, he was hungry, talking about Jesus. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps 
he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples heard it. Now, jumping down to verse 20, it says, Now, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Now that's one key that you, it's the key of all keys. If you're going to do anything for God, if you're going to walk in <coughs> blessings or if you're believing for healing, any, have faith in God. Verse 23 says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask, the things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you shall have them. So we see here that even Jesus addresses doubt. He addresses the fact that there's going to be times in your life when you're going to struggle with doubt. And, the uh, you know, the point that I see here, Jesus is saying, look, he's telling because the disciples heard him. It says in verse 14, his disciples heard him. He said it so they could hear it. The next morning, Jesus is just walking by. He's not, he's not even phased. Mm -hmm. But the disciples were like, Oh, Rabbi, look, that, that tree that you cursed is dead. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus is, he was saying is, you know, have faith. I wasn't, I didn't expect anything different is more or less what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. I, I spoke it. I cursed it. I have that authority. I'm not expecting. Jesus never doubted that what he spoke wouldn't come to pass. And the disciples heard it and probably thought, well, he's just being funny. Mm -hmm. You know, because it didn't have no uh, fruit on it. He's just being funny. You know, but surprisingly, they come out, they've seen it. But, you know, if Jesus would have said the curse and die, and then when he, after he said it, well, I, I, that probably won't happen, then, you know, he'd have come out the next morning there, that fig tree would have still been. Mm -hmm. So it has to do with doubting, and that doubt determines whether you receive a blessing or whether you miss that blessing. And we've said this uh, many a time. How many times have we been right at the brink of a breakthrough, right at the brink of a blessing or a miracle that we've been uh, seeking God for? Some of you online, you you probably can relate to this, but you, you've gotten to the place and you're almost there, but it's not when you thought it would be. And you begin to doubt. And, you know, I, I visualized that before, that the blessing was right in reach. I could almost grab it. But because of the thoughts in my mind, it caused me to doubt. Those thoughts transferred into my heart to where, I, well, I just didn't, yeah, I, I didn't think God would do it anyway. And we will lose what it is that we're believing God for. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing for sure, uh, you know, the Bible tells us, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that, uh, you know, it without faith, mm -hmm. it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. 
And he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if we cannot please God without faith, we need to understand what the God kind of faith is right. and how it operates, how it works. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Jesus explained in these few verses mm -hmm. that you read exactly how the faith of God, the God kind of faith. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's different kinds of faith. Uh, you know, in the natural, people have faith, uh, you know, that uh, if they sit down in a chair, it's going to hold mm -hmm. them. Or if they go out and get in their automobile, they have faith that it'll crank mm -hmm. and they can go where they want to go, you know, and all like that. But uh, the faith of God is the kind of faith that believes the impossible, mm -hmm. that uh, believes that which is not seen. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, that now, mm -hmm. now when's now? <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> now faith. Mm -hmm. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and that your faith is the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've heard it said this way, that uh, now faith is the materiality mm -hmm. of things hoped for. In other words, it's the stuff. Mm -hmm. that brings into being what you're believing for. Yeah. And uh, faith is the title deed mm -hmm. or the guarantee mm -hmm. of that, that you can't see. Yeah. And uh, so, but faith, uh, you know, is a, a powerful force. And, uh, you know, it's like you said, you know, all of us, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are and how, how much you know of the Bible and all this, all of us have had to deal with doubt, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And uh, so there's a, a remedy for doubt, and that's more the word of God. Right. For faith cometh by hearing, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and he the hearing. Mm -hmm. The same word that produces faith is the same word that gives you the ability to hear the word. Say, say that again. They need uh, to hear that again. <laughs> well, faith that produces the word mm -hmm. is the same faith that gives you the ability to hear the word. That's right. Yeah. You see? That's good. And that's why you have to hear it and hear mm -hmm. it and hear And I know if you like me, and I'm sure uh, every Christian really, uh, if you, you've studied a, maybe a passage of Scripture and uh, you thought, well, boy, I got it. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand that perfectly. And uh, maybe a few months down the road or even a year or two down the road, you may be looking at that same Scripture and all of a sudden you cease. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How come I didn't see that before? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it has to do with how far advanced we are spiritually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, even when he was, uh, you know, with his disciples and teaching them in the 16th chapter of John and uh, the 12th verse, Jesus said, I have many things yet to say unto you. 
mm-hmm. but you're not able to receive it now, yeah. to bear it now. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say what never going to tell them. He yeah. just said you're you're not ready spiritually to mm-hmm. receive the other things I want to say to yeah. you. But then in the 13th verse, he says, but when he, yeah. the spirit of truth, mm-hmm. comes. Well, has he come? Yeah. Yes, thank God. <laughs> and it said he will not speak of He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but he will take of that which is mine, and he will show it or reveal it unto you. So, in the, you know, it's a process. Mm-hmm. In other words, you're not going to learn everything overnight. Right. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I've been at it for a little over uh, 50 years, soon be 51 years, and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And uh I used to, you know, get uh, discouraged when I, I was studying and trying to understand things. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I would think, well, how come I can't get a hold of this? You yeah. know? And, and uh, But I heard Kenneth Hagin, uh, who uh, I studied a lot under, uh, you know, say one time he'd been in the ministry almost 70 years, full-time ministry. And he said, I'm learning new things all the time. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, wait a minute. He's been at it that long, and he's still learning. Then there's some hope for me if I'll stay (laughs) with it. And so, uh, you know, we uh, when we begin to grow in the things of God, uh, God will reveal to us things that we're able to receive into our spirit, into Mm -hmm. our heart. And uh, so... When God does reveal these things to us, that's when we need to respond. Yeah. That's when we need to act on what he has revealed to us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I could share, uh, you know, this uh, example. Uh, I know, I believe last week you were talking about uh, receiving the Holy Spirit by mm-hmm. faith, you know. And... Uh, I, I remember I, I tried everything. See, I had nobody to teach me. Right. I, I mean, you know, the church I grew up in, it was a good church. They taught me how to be born again, and that's the greatest miracle. But, uh, you know, when when they uh, somebody told me, said, what you need now is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I said, what's that? <laughs> All I knew was I was saved. I was right. born again. And, uh, you know, they tried to explain it to me, and the more they talked, the more confused I got. And I just said, wait a minute. I said, I want to ask you one question. And I said, has Jesus got anything to do with this? Yeah. Because the way he saved me and delivered me from alcohol, uh, I mean instantly. Mm -hmm. When I got born again, I was set free. Thank God. And... uh, so uh, this coming up, May the 27th, 1972, I got deli- saved and delivered from alcohol. Right. And uh, so that's been 51 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be on May the 27th. And, uh, but uh, I, I, I didn't, you know, I'm just a baby Christian. I, I don't know nothing about Holy Spirit or anything because... Uh, you know, we, we just wasn't taught that, you know. And, uh, but 
I knew that if Jesus had anything to do with it and the experience I had when I was born again, mm -hmm. I knew it had to be good. Right. And they said, oh, yes, yeah. said he's the one that'll baptize mm -hmm. you. I said, well, I'll take it then. Yeah. But I didn't know how to take it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to receive it. No, See, nobody had taught me. But uh, I got hungry, mm -hmm. you know, for it. And uh, that that's a, a key, too, that fits what we're talking about, you know, in uh, learning about the things of God, learning how the God kind of faith operates. Mm -hmm. Uh, you you got to have a desire. I'm mm -hmm. I'm talking about uh, a desire, just like a person desiring food and him about to starve to death. Yeah, you know. And uh, so, anyway, uh, you know. And the Bible says, you know, in Matthew five six, that it said, "Blessed are those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, righteousness. Mm -hmm. or that which is right, for he shall be filled." If you have a desire to know and to understand, God will see to it that you get what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if he has to bring somebody from halfway around the world, yeah. uh, you know, he'll do that. But to satisfy that longing, mm -hmm. that desire, that hunger in your heart. And so anyway, to, to make a long story short, uh, you know, I began to seek the understanding I pray I would ask God and the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth you know show me what what, what am I where, where am I missing it why am I not receiving it and I kept after it until I began to understand it mm -hmm. that you receive it by faith you know just like uh, uh, you do being born again you you receive all promises all blessing you receive by faith from God and the promise of his word. And uh, so I began to pray and, uh, uh, you know, ask God to fill me with the spirit. And uh, eventually there was a four square uh, minister of the gospel, uh, you know, and uh, he came and shared in our one of our Bible studies and he explained it and said, anybody, you know, that wants to receive it, uh, you can know, come up and I'll pray for you, lay hands on you, and you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he explained it according to Acts 2, 4, uh, 1 through 4. And so when he laid hands on me, uh, I received it. The power of God came on me, just like the Word said, and uh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really simple when when you understand the principle of faith mm -hmm. how faith works and jesus explained exactly how the faith of god works we'll see it as we go on yeah. here in just a minute <laughs> you know uh <laughs> it's it's uh like charles caps uh who was a great uh bible teacher and a teacher of the word teacher of faith and uh healing and you can have what you say just like what Jesus taught. Mm -hmm. And he said, the Bible, I'll never forget it. He said, the Bible is so simple that we have to have help to misunderstand it. Right. You know, you don't have to be a, a theologian mm -hmm. or a college professor to understand God's word. Even the very simplest of people can understand the word of God. Mm -hmm. 
you say, well, I, I, I've always thought it was hard. How, how, did, how did they do? You just simply believe what he said. Mm-hmm. He, like you said, he's not a man that he should lie. Right. God cannot lie. That's one thing God can't do. He cannot lie. Right. And so, so you know he's telling you the truth, mm-hmm. whatever he says. Yeah. And so you set your faith in that, and uh, you know uh, you you begin to grow in the knowledge of God's word. And the word, when it is planted in your heart, it always brings faith. When you, when you understand it, when you see it. In other words, another way of putting it, when the light comes on. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I've been reading scriptures before, you know, and and just, just casually read. Maybe I thought I'd read that scripture a hundred times. And then all of a sudden I... Oh, 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 I, I, I see it now. I got right. it. I see it. Yeah. What happened? The light come on. Mm-hmm. And I had faith then. Yeah. You see, because I knew, I understood. And that that's, uh, you know, how it worked. And uh, so here, uh, you know, it's it's so important because how are we, we going to walk by faith, and the Bible says the just shall live by their faith. Mm-hmm. How are we going to live by faith if we don't even know what it right. is or how it works? Right. Yeah. So, so, so we we've got to understand it and know how it works, and then apply it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, I told a, a person one time, uh, you know, that uh, there were certain things that God couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he uh, this individual got plumb mad at me. <laughs> I mean, to the point that he was spitting, sl- slobber, and everything. You know, he said, "I tell you, God can do anything." Mm-hmm. Well, I know God is sovereign, and God can, yeah. you know, do all things. He says to them that believe, right? You know, to him that believeth, uh, Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-three. He said, all things are possible to him that believeth. And uh, Mark 10, 27 says, with men these things are impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Yeah. But there are certain principles and laws that govern how the faith of God works, and God can't violate that, mm-hmm. you know. And in Mark chapter 6 uh I, I said, you know, I told him he was Jesus was in the, his hometown of Nazareth, <coughs> and he was uh, teaching. And it said there. Mm-hmm. Now get this, there. This is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus, and he's also the Son of Man, fully man, fully God. And he said, there, where in Nazareth, mm-hmm. his hometown, there he could not. Mm-hmm. It didn't say he wouldn't. Yeah, right. It said he could not do many mighty works, save he laid his hands on a few sick folk with minor ailments, mm-hmm. you know, and heal them. And uh, so their doubt, you know, and like all, all of mm-hmm. us have at time, how doubt will come against us. And the old devil, you know, when he uh, approached Eve in the garden, and he said, "Hath God said?" Mm-hmm. You see, and He'll do us the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, 
uh, hath God said, do you really believe that he'll do that? You know, mm-hmm. he, he wants you to question and doubt God. And doubt will come. That you, you don't have to, <laughs> you know, worry about that because it's going to come. Mm-hmm. The devil will always try to talk you out of what God said is true and because he's a liar. And, uh, but, you know, the cure for doubt, when doubt is bombarding your mind and you're believing in your heart, you go back to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Go back to the promises of God, what you're believing for, what you're standing on, because that's our only foundation for faith Mm -hmm. is the Word of God. And you go back to that and you study it, you meditate upon it, you speak it, you mutter. To meditate means Mm -hmm. to speak, to mutter, to utter. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're, you're meditating on the Word, but you're speaking the Word talk in the word to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that, that begins to clear the fog and the smog out, so to yeah. speak, you know. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, Be not conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but be ye transformed mm-hmm. how? by the renewing of your mind. Right. And so another way of saying it, we have to re- reprogram this computer yeah. up mm-hmm. here. The brain works like a computer. Mm-hmm to uh, begin to read and begin to understand and begin to say what God says. Right. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing. Some of you may be watching and you may think, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't have that kind of faith yet, but don't look at what well, do I have little faith or big faith? It, the Bible says that if you have faith, the, the, the size of the grain of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. which is the smallest seed yeah. in the world. That's where it starts. And even with that small of seed, you can say unto a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Yeah. It's, it's, and, you know, so, so the first thing, if you're taking notes mm-hmm. uh, about doubting your doubts and it, the way this works, you know, if you're taking notes, put this down as number one is you have to have faith in God. Mm. That's, that's if you, if your faith in God is not there, then nothing else is going to work according Mm. to the scripture, Mm. because you've got to believe that God is who he says he is, that this word is him written down, his thoughts towards us written down. You have to believe that. So number one, is have faith in God. Then in verse 23, he said, for assuredly, which here for assuredly, we put that in modern day vernacular. That's I promise you, I guarantee you, like uh, any of y'all that remember uh, what was Wilson that used to cook? Uh, uh, that Justin, Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson. <laughs> that's an, if, this, if Jesus was caging like Justin, he right here, instead of for sure, assuredly, he had said, I guarantee. Yeah. He says, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain. Now, your mountain yeah. is the obstacle that you're facing. It, it doesn't, I believe if it was a literal mountain, yeah. yeah. But it, it's, what is it? Sickness? Is it finances? Is it a relationship? What is that mountain that you're facing? What is you you hang? Is, is something you're struggling? Whether like you were talking about alcoholism, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 
that's your mountain, you know. And he says, be removed and cast into the sea. And now here's the, does not doubt in his heart. Yeah. Didn't say your head. Yeah. It's your heart. So let's, number two is do not doubt in your heart. So let's, mm-hmm. let's park there for just a minute and let's talk about the difference between doubting in your head and doubting in your heart. Yeah. Uh, you can have faith in your heart. And all kinds of doubt bombarding your mind. Right. Uh, I heard uh, Kenneth Hagin, I believe it was, put it this way. He said, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head. Mm-hmm. In other words, he flies <laughs> yeah. in the air. He can fly over your head whether you like it or not. Yeah. But you don't have to let him light and build a nest yeah. in your hair. <laughs> right. You know, you yeah. can shoo him off, you know. Yeah. And so... Thoughts of doubt and unbelief will attack your mind, bombard your mind, but you don't have to receive it. Mm-hmm. One of That's one of the things, you know, and I still, even to this day, uh, after all these years, sometimes I'll catch myself saying something. I said, wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. I said, what in the world do I say that for? I don't believe that. Yeah. I, I, re- I rebuke that. I renounce that. I, I don't believe what mm-hmm. I just said. Yeah. And and so I render that word null and void. Mm-hmm. I, I won't accept it. That's not right. Yeah. You know. And uh, you you'll find out as you study God's word, and uh, you know trust the Holy Spirit, uh, you know to help you, because John chapter sixteen verse thirteen promises mm-hmm. Jesus said. And you see, he can't lie. Mm-hmm. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into, well, a little bit of nope. truth. No, he said he would guide you into all oh, truth. Mm-hmm. So you have to trust him. Yeah. And and I, even after all this time, I still, and they still a whole lot, I don't know, I can guarantee you mm-hmm. that. But the things that I have learned, and I believe that the Holy Spirit has shown me, whether it was through the teaching and preaching of somebody that was way further down the road, so to speak, spiritually mm-hmm. than, than I, or God himself speaking to me by his spirit, mm-hmm. you know, into my spirit. And uh, I, I've learned some things. And then I, I began to live it. Mm-hmm. I began to put it into practice in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've said so many times, you know, that my wife and I, we've uh, we've proven everything that we've taught. Yeah, we, we, I'm not going to preach something that I can't prove by the mm-hmm. Word of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always said, you know, to people, don't don't take it something just because I said it, right? Or some <laughs> other uh, preacher said it. Mm-hmm. Take it because you find it in in God's Word in your right. Bible. Yeah. And uh, then you, you know, when God speaks to you, you can take it and, and it's ironclad. Mm-hmm. It, it will not fail. It will work if you work it. Yeah. And, uh, well, maybe I, I just thought of a, a funny that Charles Cap said one time over in, uh, well, we were in uh, Houston, Texas at uh, John Osteen's church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, was teaching in one of the, classes and uh, he had been teaching on 
faith and not doubting, you know, but believing the word and confessing the word and everything, meditating on the word. And he said, and and I never forget, it's in 1984. Uh, he said. While he was studying in his uh, hotel room that afternoon to prepare for the night service, he said, God spoke to him. He said, I got a great revelation. <laughs> he said, and everybody was, oh, yeah, we want to hear what it. And he said, if you call the cat, the dog ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that's funny, and some people might think, oh, that's a silly thing. That's stupid. Yeah. But. It, it is humorous in a way, yeah. but yet think about it. Mm -hmm. If you call the cat, the dog is not coming. Right. And what you say, well, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, what, what we are saying is that you'll get what you call for, mm -hmm. what you're saying, yeah. what you're constantly talking yeah. and speaking, you eventually will get. Yeah. Yeah, if you look there, you know, I was just looking at this verse in verse 23 where he says, does not doubt in his heart, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, we, we usually read this as does not doubt in his heart but believes those things that he said, but there's a comma after heart. Mm -hmm. So does not doubt in his heart, and those online, y'all listen to this. This is I believe this is very important. Does not doubt in his heart stop, mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. Believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Yeah. So here's the here's the drawing this in. You can speak God's word. Yeah. But then if you doubt in your heart, not your head, in your heart, because doubting in the heart deals with do I believe God's word mm -hmm. or do I not believe God's word? Mm -hmm. You know. So if you doubt it, if you're doubting in your heart, then that's coming out of your mouth. Well, I didn't think, like I said at the beginning, well, I, God done it for them, but I know he won't do it for me. I didn't figure that. You're now having what you're saying. Yeah. And the Bible says, uh, I can't remember exactly where it, but every, how is it? Every act of God is done by faith, something along second, those lines. Second chapter of Colossians. Yeah. So every act. You have to have that faith in God, and then number two, not doubt in your heart, because when that doubt comes in your heart and then manifests out of your mouth, mm -hmm. now you're you're still it, that that this principle is working still, yeah, because you have changed your confession from irregardless of what it looks like. I know God's going to do it. To because of my circumstances, God can't do what I'm asking Him to, and this is what I'm going to have. It's still working. Yeah. You have manifested it out of your own mouth. Yeah, it works in reverse. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and to, to prove the point that we're making here, uh, you know, people, they say, oh, I, they, they call it the, oh, y'all that name it and claim mm -hmm. it and blab it and grab it bunch. And I said, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. Jesus is the one that taught it. Yeah. You think Jesus didn't know what he was talking about? Yeah. You see, he, he knows how the faith of God works. Yeah. You know, but uh, to prove that it works is people don't realize it, but when they're speaking negatively, you know, uh, 
they don't realize it, but they're calling into existence mm-hmm. what they don't want to happen. Yeah, exactly. In other words, well, you know, they, they said I heard a rumor that they're going to start laying off down there where I work. Mm-hmm. And if they do, I'll probably be one of the first ones to get laid off. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they are. Mm-hmm. They, oh, are, yeah. they eventually get laid off. Yeah. You know, well, you see, you made it work for you mm-hmm. in reverse. In reverse. That's yeah. doubt. Yeah. You, you making doubt work for you instead yeah. well, of faith. And I've even said I believe it takes as much faith for me. It takes more faith to disbelieve God's word than it Faith is active. It's, it's prevalent. It, like we was talking about earlier, you... Whether you believe it or not, you just plopped down in the chair when you got here. I didn't come in and inspect this chair. Yeah. To, I had faith that when I sat in this ob, this object here, it was going to hold me. Yeah. You know, and and so it faith is is active everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I believe it actually takes more faith to disbelieve God's word than it does to believe. That's why the devil is working overtime, mm-hmm. and he's in our minds. Because he's trying to get us to disbelieve what God's word says that we can have. And, you know, uh, just for a a practical example, uh, Josh and a lot, you know, people, a lot of people know about the the situation with August and when she was born. But I I mean, I'm sure that you and Ashley, uh, you still, you knew what God's word said and you knew the scriptures and you had a church standing with you, but talk a little bit. I'm sure that, that y'all still had to deal with some, some, some doubt issues in your mind. Yeah. I think it's always, uh, one of those inevitables cause you're, I think we battle with, with our flesh mm-hmm. in order to justify i guess in our own means how things are going to work out mm-hmm. uh, how they'll how they'll take place you know i i remember running through the scenario in my mind how i thought things would work out with me and ashley right um it and it was a proportion that i believe god would take care of the situation but later was it after the fact that we got the details on august and um uh, my daughter, just to, just to give a brief update for, for those that are watching, she was born with a spinal defect. It's got a name. We just don't really like to say the name that much yeah. <laughs> and proclaim that over. Um, we still claim her healed. We still pray over the over her body. Um, she still has a little bit of complications, but God's still continually right. working and, and manifesting himself. So in my thought, how I thought that this was going to take place was, you know, she's just going to come out healed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it didn't happen that way. Right. It it didn't happen that way. Um, I remember I was disappointed. I was mad. I was frustrated. But it took me a moment just to walk out of the. Uh, I just left the birthing room. We had family that came in to see Ashley, check on her, check on the baby. And I went to a hallway, and I was by myself. There's nobody in that hallway, and I just poured my heart out to God. And I just really remember hearing a, a strong, profound voice and him just saying, I'm not done with her. Right. And so I was doubting mm-hmm. a little bit after the birth and after I saw with my visual eyes what God had, had uh, or, or what I'd seen. And that in, in turn caused me to doubt, saying, wait a minute. But then God checked me up. Mm-hmm. 
And that checkup was he said he wasn't done with it. Yeah. And yeah. I could take that to the bank. I don't matter whatever the case is. I don't care yeah. what anybody tries to. And, and y'all still had to deal with, even though you knew then at that point, God give you his word. I'm not done with August. But even up to this point, y'all have had to deal with doctor's reports. And the, you know, doctors, we thank God for doctors. They, they do what they ha what can they do. Can. But sometimes their reports don't line up with the word of God, so you still had to fight against that. Oh, yeah, that's always the case. I think when you go to those reports, I remember, uh, gosh, it was like we had, I think in one year we had three um, we had three MRIs. And at that time, because she was so small, we had to sedate her. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, that was kind of, you know, it was just kind of, it was just kind of one of those things that we had to go through everything. Um, and you know, it's just a, a bound of emotion, you know, we're all expecting something to happen, but I, I still had to cleave to what I'd heard God really reveal himself to me about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also what other people had been praying over. Yeah. So those were the things. And then also, you know, you're looking at the word of God and like, Hey, when, you know, when's this going to take place and how is it going to take place? But if you look at that time incrementally, Things were getting better, yeah, and better and better. And it, what me and Ashley did as we were getting sort of negative reports from the doctor is we would go back with that with the Word of God and wouldn't claim that over, right? And keep claiming the Word of God over, and then you would just see incrementally better reports, better reports. And it was one step at a time. I I tell people all day is like when you get that report, good, bad, or indifferent, it don't matter. You take it to the next report and to the next report. That's right. And it, it was incrementally for us. So uh, at those times, we took those um, day by day. And like I said, everything, it seemed all kind of low at the, whenever everything started. But then it just incrementally started getting better mm -hmm. and better and better and better. And it's still getting better. I mean, and we're still not done with her. So she's still mm -hmm. doing the things that they said that she would never do. We were We were promised from eight ways from Sunday that she wouldn't do this and that and all these types of things. Um, and it was, it was very poor. It's very negative. And I feel sorry really for the ladies and the, the, the family members that have to go in to see that doctor. This is a specialized doctor. And they really give you, they really give you two scenarios. You can abort the baby mm -hmm. or you can try to do another procedure, which puts the mother and the baby at risk, or you can just try to have the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, uh, you would just see women come out of there crying, um, and it's just kind of devastating, you know, yeah. especially because they didn't, there was no hope there. Yeah. You know, and so we had hope, we had faith, we just kept doing it. And then this was a really a teaching part for, for Ashley and myself is we had to continue to just to, just to seek the word of God mm -hmm. uh, and through all of it. And then we're still doing it. I mean, I, we're not done. If right. I say we're done, then I'm, I'm, I'm self-deceiving myself in that manner. And uh, as it, there's at times it's like you, you try to get back in that rut, and it's like, nope, I don't accept that in the name of Jesus. And we keep pressing forward. I mean, it's just one of those things that you can be subjected to doubt mm -hmm. or you can be an overcomer. I would prefer to be the overcomer. Right. Yeah. And uh, August is, how old is she now? She is now 10 years yeah. old. Yeah, I was thinking, too. So, see, for Josh and Ashley – this is this has been a ten year mm -hmm. process, 
And some people say, well, that's just not fair. Well, that's that's not that God's not doing this lengthy thing to teach people a lesson. But in the process, if we stay in line with God's word, it's it's building their faith and not only theirs, but it's building others' faith by watching God continue to do stuff in August's life. That's right. And by watching Josh and Ashley stand irregardless. Because I'm sure there's been times they've wanted to, do, you know, out of frustration. We, we get frustrated, mm-hmm. but they've stayed steadfast in the Word, and we all believe. We all, we've already all visualized August totally healed. We know it's coming. But for us to visualize, it's helped by seeing how their faith yeah. has been strong right in the middle of this. Yeah. There's a passage in uh, Mark chapter 9 mm-hmm. that uh, verifies what Josh is saying, how he and uh, Ashley dealt with, you know, the frustration, uh, the doubt, mm-hmm. well, why, God, why is it taking so long? I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things would bombard mm-hmm. your mind. And and that's, it. I mean, you're human, it's only natural, yeah. you know. But I, I know of... Uh, uh, a story about a, a true story about a, a lady that her daughter was born crippled. She didn't mm-hmm. have no use of her leg, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she she had went up into her church, had the and the, had her pastor and some others, the maybe elders of the church, to lay hands on her and pray for, her. and uh, you know she she believed. You mm-hmm. know it said. When you pray, believe. Mm-hmm. When when do you believe? Yeah, when, when you pray, you pray. Mm-hmm. not after mm-hmm. you know the fact. You you do the believing before you pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and while you're praying, and uh, she, you know, she believed that her daughter was healed. But you you would look at her, and you could see the, like he was talking about the visible mm-hmm. what you see in the natural. Didn't look like nothing had happened. Right. But she was praising God for healing her daughter. Mm-hmm. Now listen to this. After 13 years, almost 14 years, mm-hmm. she would still testify mm-hmm. at her church. And, uh, you know, even the deacons, elders mm-hmm. got upset and said, Preacher, you're going to have to have her to quit saying she's healed. It's obvious people can see she's not here, mm-hmm. and, and uh, she's going to make a mockery of our church, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that woman wouldn't quit, mm-hmm. you know. She'd say, I thank God, and she'd name the date, mm-hmm. the time that uh, her daughter was prayed for. She'd say, I thank Jesus for healing my daughter mm-hmm. and making her whole. And they say, well, ain't she lying? No. Mm-mm. She's speaking those things that be not, as though they were. That's right. That's what God said do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, after it was almost 14 years, and, uh, you know, she, uh, everybody by that time had thought she was a lunatic and mm-hmm. didn't know what she was doing and make fun of her and all that. But after 13 years, 11 months Mm -hmm. and so many days, Mm -hmm. Jesus appeared to her, Mm -hmm. to the mother, 
in a vision and said, I'm coming to your house at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, mm -hmm. and your daughter will be made whole. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, after all this time and how excited she must have been, mm -hmm. and she told her son, you know, the little girl had a brother, uh, and he went to school, told everybody at school, Jesus is coming to my house tomorrow <laughs> afternoon at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Well, at first they was laughing at him, making fun of him, but he was so, uh, you know, excited about it, and they could tell by how he was saying he really believed Jesus was mm -hmm. coming to his house. And so uh, about 15 to 3, they come the, the street. On both sides of the street mm -hmm. was lined up for miles, you know, at that woman's house and on each side of the street. And uh, at, uh, you know, 15 till, nothing. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes till, nothing. Five minutes till, nothing. Mm -hmm. And everybody's, you know, out, people's out of their cars, lined up, danced out in the yard, look, waiting. At three minutes till three, a bright light appeared on the wall in that little girl's bedroom. Mm -hmm. And Jesus stepped through the wall mm -hmm. in that light and went over and laid his hands on her. And her daughter, the mother, now get this, the mother went that day, yeah. next day after Jesus told her yeah. he was coming to her, bought her a new pair of shoes. She had never had shoes on her feet. Mm -hmm because they were twisted, you mm -hmm. know, and everything, and bought her a brand. She had never worn a dress. Yep. Bought her a brand-new dress. That's faith. Yeah. <laughs> she was acting mm -hmm. her faith. Yep. And <clears throat> by 3 o'clock, and when Jesus touched her about three minutes till 3, her bones and mm -hmm. feet and legs and, and all began to crack, pop, and mm -hmm. straighten up. And at 3 o'clock, her mama put her dress on her mm -hmm. and her shoes on her feet. Yeah. And she walked out of her bedroom. Yeah. 14 years to the day. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, well, why, why did it take so long? Why, 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 why didn't God go ahead and I don't know. Why. Yeah, I don't. I, I've never heard anybody explain mm -hmm. why. Sometimes God heals instantly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's through the doctors. Sometimes it's, uh, progressively over mm -hmm. time and and but you you know you say well my lord 14 years well do you think that mother regretted a day exactly i yeah. guarantee you that mother thank god and uh well i'm sure by now she's in heaven mm -hmm. but i uh, i'm sure she's rejoicing and praising God still mm -hmm. after all these years yeah. that her daughter, do you think it was worth it? Yes. Yeah. You better believe well, it's worth it. If, if she would have listened and this is, this is a, another point that, and we'll kind of wrap it up with this, but you know, it, Josh said earlier that, uh, after Ashley had given birth to, to August and, mm -hmm. and some family was there in the, the, the room with Ashley, he got away. And he said, this is the key word Josh said, and y'all y'all online pay attention to this. He got away into a hall mm -hmm. by himself. Sometimes you have to get away from outside 
voices. Mm -hmm. Outside voices are not coming to your heart. Voices that speak to your heart are inner. Yeah. Voices from the outside come from the outside in these two ears that are connected to what? Your mind. Mm -hmm. So you see, even good people, meaning well people that well-intended people can cause you to miss the mark. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, and see, when Josh got away in that hall, away from the noise, God spoke to him. Mm -hmm. Had he stayed in that room, God may not have given him that word. Why? Because you've got other, other outside voices coming in. Yeah. You've got, well, I know that, I know you believe in God, but, mm -hmm. and you know, what if that lady would have took the, the advice of the deacons and things in that church? I well, you you making God look like he's a liar. Mm -hmm. And she would have hushed. It's embarrassing the church. Yeah, and I don't, <laughs> if she would have listened to the voices. Yeah. You see, then that her her little daughter would have never walked. No. Huh. So we have to understand that that you know, uh. and you can put that down as number three is is uh, clear your mind of unnecessary voices. So number uh. one is have faith in God. Number two is doubt not in your heart. Number three is clear your mind of outside voices. Yes. So you can hear your heart yeah. speak. And then the last verse there at 24 says, therefore I say unto you, whatever things that you ask when you pray. So number four is you got to pray. Mm -hmm. You've got to spend time in the word and praying. So number four is when you pray, it says, believe that you receive them and you will have yeah. them. So you've got to understand prayer is communication with God. But also remember that it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you don't just, the only time that you pray is, is when you need God to do something. Mm -hmm. Prayer is, you know, I, and we've, we've got podcasts from before where we've talked about prayer and a lot of times people, you know, we we were all taught the little, now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep, uh, which is kind of a tragic prayer in itself. But, but, you know, if I die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. Mm -hmm. But if that's the only time I pray, or if the only time I pray is when I need something, yeah. then I can't hear his voice because I don't know his voice. Mm -hmm. It's just like with me and you. I spend a lot of time with you. If we was in a crowded room and you hollered across that room over everybody, I'm going to know, hey, wait a minute, that was my dad. Where is he at? Why? Because the time I spend with you mm -hmm. makes me familiar with your voice. I know your voice. So how do we know God's voice? By his word and by spending time in prayer. Yeah. If we got a few minutes, yeah. I, I can prove that point we were still talking about uh, in Mark chapter 9. And I'm not going to read all the scriptures. You, uh, you can read it after we go off of there. Uh, Begin reading with the 14th verse. And uh, uh, you can read all the way down to the 29th verse. But uh, I'm just going to share it right now because our time's about gone from us. But this was a man who had a son that had a deaf and dumb spirit. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he had brought them to Jesus or to the disciples, and they couldn't cast him out. Right. And so he uh, went to Jesus, you know, and said, if you can uh, do anything for us, help us, mm-hmm. you know. And, of course, Jesus had uh, compassion on him, mm-hmm. and uh, he asked him a few questions, you know. And uh, notice that uh, in the 23rd verse, Jesus said unto the man, uh, if thou canst believe all things, mm-hmm. how many things? Oh. All things are possible to him that believeth. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I mentioned earlier in Mark 10, 27, it said, with men, these things are impossible, mm-hmm. but not with God. For with God, right. what? All. all th- that's the same thing. All mm-hmm. things are possible. That's right. You see. So, and then he said in verse uh, tw- 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out. Now, note, he was having a struggle. Mm-hmm. Just like we're talking about, doubt and unbelief will try to bombard yep. your mind. You, you're doing all you know to do to believe God. Mm-hmm. I, I've argued with God before. I mean, I've told him, I said, God, I can't believe no more than what I believe. I, I know I believe your word. I, mm-hmm. how, I don't know how to believe more, mm-hmm. you know. And so he cried unto him, and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. Mm-hmm. Help thou mine unbelief. Right. And, you know, some, some I heard a, a person say one time, you should never say that. Right. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. You see, he he was telling Jesus, Lord, I, I believe, but I'm in other words, I'm dealing with doubt in my help me, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. He he was struggling with unbelief. Yeah. But he was asked crying out to God to help him. Mm-hmm. You see. And uh, of course, Jesus, you know, heard his cry. And uh, dealt with the dumb spirit, cast him out, and his son was healed. Yeah. Now, uh, so there's a an instance in the Bible that happened that was exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. You 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 gonna have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just like climbing a ladder. Studying the Word of God is like climbing a ladder. Mm-hmm. You got to start with the bottom rung. That's right. You don't get on top of the house first and then walk. Yeah. Walk or down halfway up the ladder. Halfway then. up, you know, you got to start with the first rung and climb your way up. Mm-hmm. So you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And so what you desire for God to do, mm-hmm. you want to believe and live by faith and. Follow Jesus and all. Uh, settle it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know when I have taught healing services, mm-hmm. I would always tell the people the first thing: settle it here. Mm-hmm. And and maybe next week, if the Lord leads us mm-hmm. away, uh, maybe we can show how how are you going to know what God's will is. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say, well, I know God can heal if it's his will. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to know if it is or not? Yeah. You see. So, so uh, you, you know, uh, most most people, when they pray, Lord, if it be thy will, mm-hmm. heal so and so. Mm-hmm. 
well, we we don't have to pray, Lord, if it be thy will, save so-and-so. Right. Why? Because we already no, know it's his will. will. Yeah. He said, it's not my will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to put a if it be thy will in it because you already know it's his will. Mm-hmm. And you have to settle that. And uh, I, I settled it a long time ago about you and Philip mm-hmm. and my grandchildren, all my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I've settled it. The Bible says if I would believe, Acts 16, 31, 32, Paul told the Philippian jailer, if he said, what can I do to be saved? And he said, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. thou shalt be saved and thy whole house. Mm-hmm. I claim my whole family mm-hmm. for Jesus. And as uh, far as I know, all of them are mm-hmm. saved, the two youngest ones. Are not quite old enough yeah. yet to understand, but they will be. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, they yeah. will be. Yeah, I'm blessed. God, I made up my mind mm-hmm. that it's God's will to save my family. Yeah, God is a household savior. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I'm not going to let my children go to hell. Right. Yeah, I'm believing God for them. I pray for them. My wife and I. We pray for our children. We claim their salvation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you and Philip both are saved. I know your wives are saved. Mm-hmm. I know our, our grandchildren about grown, and most of them are grown. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saved. Yeah. Praise God. And their mates are saved so far, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, our great-grandchildren, as I said, they're not quite old enough yet, but bless God, when they come to the mm-hmm. age of accountability, you watch it. You mark it down, I'd, I'd bet my life they're going to be born again. No, That's right. No doubt about it. That's and right. And the devil might say, yeah, but look at this and look at that. And I, uh, you just go shut up. I ain't yeah. listening to you. <laughs> I'm listening what God's Word yep. says. And speak the Word of God. Yep. Speak it, you know, boldly. Mm-hmm. Confess the Word of God boldly. Yeah. Amen. I mean, when you say it with some vim behind yeah. it, you know, yeah. mean what you say That's and right. say what you mean, yeah. you know, and just watch, see what God does. That's right. Yeah. I might <laughs> shut you down or I'm going to have to take up an offering here in a minute. <laughs> okay, I'll quit. <laughs> but no, that, and yeah, I can't remember who it was said it, uh, it was feed your faith and start your, your doubts. Doubt. Yeah. You know, so yes, those thoughts are going to come, but soon as they come, you counter it. No, yeah. God's word says, and you tell your thoughts what God's word says, uh-huh. and what your thoughts begin to line up. Yeah. And then what's happening is, is every time those negative thoughts come in your mind, your heart's overriding what your mind is trying to tell you. Yeah. Because it may look the way your mind's telling you, but we got to believe what our heart says, that faith is in action yeah. and it's doing what it's set out to do. Yeah. Maybe next week you pray about it because uh, you the boss. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe next week, if we can, we can show the people, teach them from the Word of God. I, I mean, we're not going to tell you anything that we can't prove mm-hmm. by this written Word of God. How to know mm-hmm. if it's the will of God. Yeah. H- how are you going to find out? Yeah. There ain't no other way to find out except what the Word of God says. That's right. Yep. And we can show you by the word of God that it is his will to heal. Yep. Now, somebody say, well, if 
I better quit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, maybe <laughs> don't, we'll don't give it, it away yet. Maybe we'll get it next week. Well, guys, we appreciate it. Uh, we're glad you tuned in with us tonight. We hope that something that we shared tonight will help you with what it is you're believing God to do in your life. And uh, just stick with God's word. And I promise you, you will come out a victor. You will come out with total victory in every area of your life. Remember to do us a favor. Hit the like button. Uh, on this podcast, let us know that you are uh, that you've watched it, that you like it. If you don't like it, hey, give us the thumbs down. Just let us know what you think. We we're not offended by comments, I promise. <laughs> uh, but you know, if you like it, if it blessed you, do us a favor and help us share the gospel. You click that link to share, send it out on your social media, and it may touch somebody's life. There may be somebody in your friends uh, list on social media or in your realm of influence that may be believing God for a miracle and they may be questioning, does God love me enough to do this? Will God do it for me? And by you sharing this, you've just preached the gospel to them. You've prophesied into their life what God will do if they'll take him at his word. Amen. Amen. Guys, we love you again. We pray blessings over every one of your lives and that you will begin to see more and more what God wants to do for you because he loves you that much. We'll see you again next Wednesday night. God bless.